0: What's up, everybody? It's Coach Dave and I Lift.
1: And Laura and I Lift. And welcome to the She Lifts
0: He Lifts podcast. And tonight we are talking about our goals. And that's right, because we've told you how to train for your goals. We've talked about how to eat for our goals. We've talked about staying consistent towards your goals. But what we, do, what we haven't talked about is how to set up your goals. And I think one of them we had to start at the beginning because Let's face it. There is a reason why we're all here, right, Laura?
1: Heck yeah. So, in my experience, um, when I first started, I had the goal that I wanted to lose weight. There are a million flies around here, so just a disclaimer: if you see me doing that, I'm trying to get these flies, so don't mind that. The rest of the video. Um, but when yeah, I first you're started, to be like
0: me, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to steal your thing, <laughs> <laughs> but killing flies version. <laughs> Um, when I first started, I had the goal to lose weight, um, which is too big. Okay. Yes, that is a goal. Um, But when we are thinking about our goals, we want to dig a little bit deeper um, and we want to find our why, which is the reason why we want to lose weight. Now I'm just going to use that as an example. So please insert your goals into my, like when I'm saying I want to lose weight, Insert your goal into that sentence, replace it with lose weight because we can lose weight, we can gain weight, we can build muscle. There's so many different goals. So I'm just gonna stick with this for time's sake. Um, So why do we want to lose weight? Some common things I hear from um, just meeting with clients over the years, some people wanna lose weight because they want to build confidence. Some people wanna lose weight because they think it'll help their joints. Some people wanna lose weight because they wanna have their medical markers like their um, cholesterol levels and their lipids and all that. They want that to go down. Some people want to lose weight so they can play with their kids or their grandkids. So that is getting a little bit deeper. Um, Still, that's not deep enough because we want to um, dig a little bit deeper so that when we are having those days where we don't feel like getting it done and we're not motivated and we have a million excuses, we need to get a little deeper so that we don't let those excuses get in the way. So why or like what, how is that going to impact your life? When you are more confident, your medical markers go down, you can play with your grandkids. How is that going to impact your life? Um, I'm gonna leave that one open-ended because I did give you some examples for the first two, but for your why, I don't wanna put like words in your head. You need to come up with that on your own. You need to dig deep, think about how this is gonna impact your life and always keep it in the forefront of your brain. So on those days, like I said, where you don't feel like getting it done, You need to think about that deep why, because when you don't feel like getting it done and you're like, man, but I really wanted to lose weight, that is way too vague because, like, you could lose a pound and technically you lost weight. And when we dig deeper and get to that why, that is going to, uh, that specificness of your why is going to keep you motivated instead of just having that vague long-term goal to stick to.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the more specific you can be, the, I think the easier it is to, to stay consistent um, because when we start to fall off, we have to remember that why. And and I'll be honest with you, that why can change. Um, and again, like you said, Larry, when you started, you wanted to lose weight. Um, I wanted to lose weight, too. I, I, and I didn't just want to lose weight. I needed to lose weight. I was having uh, and then my medical markers were out of whack. Um, I was having problems sleeping, uh, you know, and at the time I was a new dad. I, my daughter who's 13 now was not even a year old. Um, and I was having all these problems. So uh, over time, obviously I'm physically better, but there have been other things that have come up, come up in the journey that keep me consistent. So the why is important, but the why may change. And, and one of the things that you said uh, about finding that motivation Motivation is great because motivation will get you started. Motivation gets you off the couch. Motivation gets you into the gym. Motivation gets you walking. Motivation will get you going to the grocery store and buying healthier food. But what's going to keep you going is discipline. And discipline is something that I think we overlook. It, it started to come to the forefront, I think, more more and more. Um, but every year, I, at the beginning of the year, Laura, for the last... Uh, Well, for me, it's going on four. For you, it's going on five. People come to say, I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. And that motivation fades. That motivation fades because the weather gets nice. That motivation fades because you've seen some results. And now it's starting to get hard. That motivation fades because you start to miss the things that you've had to cut back on. Discipline is what keeps you going. The, The definition of discipline to me is doing what needs to be done even when you don't feel like doing it. And that will get you, that will get you closer to your goals a lot faster than motivation. So that's just my little spiel on it. That's my take on it. And that's, but in order to get to, to have that motivation, once we've discovered that why, in order to develop that discipline, the next thing we need to do is set our goals. And there is, I've, the first time I ever hold, heard this, this phrase, uh, we call it SMART goals. First time I ever heard that was actually I was still selling cars. Um, and it was one of those things, I, I, like I said before, I'm not a very Tony Robbins uh, self-improvement uh, uh, guru by any means. But one these are one of those things that did resonate with me. Um, and the, the the acronym is SMART, SMART goals. Um, and I'm going to let Laura, it stands for uh, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-sensitive. I'm going to let Laura start this off because I know she is just sort of just talked about this, about being. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, so we want to get specific. So that's why we need that why um, at the beginning, because if your goals are not specific enough, um, your that discipline is not going to kick in. So when I'm saying I want to lose weight at the beginning, like Dave said, I'm motivated to lose weight. It takes, uh, there's like a bunch of different opinions on this one, but I'm sure we've all heard it takes 21 days to form a habit or it takes eight weeks to form a habit. There are plenty of variations of that time frame on how long it takes to form a habit. Um, so you you need to get specific enough so that on those days where your motivation wears out, your discipline will start to kick in. Um, so go back, get specific. How is this going to change your life? This is just like a bonus tip here. Um, when you are trying to practice your discipline. So if you're like, okay, I have my goals now, like I'm still having a hard time. Like I think about my why, I'm still having a hard time making myself do it. Um, I cannot remember where I learned this, but it's called habit stacking. Oh my God, this is why. Um, It's called habit stacking. So like think about something and you may already do this without knowing. Something that you already do, like brushing your teeth. You're gonna stack a healthy habit to brushing your teeth because you're going to brush your teeth every single day no matter what. Um, a lot of times I hear people when they they have to go to the gym, as soon as they get home, they change their clothes, they change their shoes, and they go. Or as soon as they get off work, their gym bag is in their, in, in their car and they go to the gym. If you come home and you start like you're unwinding, it's going to be a lot harder to make yourself go back to the gym. So try to have it stacked on top of things that you already do um, to help get that discipline to take over. But, yes, we want to get specific so that the discipline starts to take over and that habit stacking will start to form a habit instead of relying on our motivation. So after we get specific, we need to move on to how we are going to track our goals or our progress.
0: And I think that's extremely important, the tracking portion of it. Um, And tracking will take different Different forms and on different things, but in order to make our goal a, a smart goal, we need to be able to track it in some way, shape, or form. You need to be able to put uh, to measure it in some way. It has to be something defined. One of the things, that, like Laura said, with the specific, great. She wants to lose weight. How much weight? And and, and then guys, again, we keep we're using this this weight the weight loss because first of all, it is the easiest to explain it, and and it is a, a very common theme among uh, clients that come to us, but it's, it it needs to be measured. Saying I want to lose weight, yeah, that's specific, and, and versus saying oh I want to be fit or I want to be healthy. Those are there's there's a lot of things that go into that. But I want to lose weight and then how measure it? How much weight? And even if we're going to measure, we the measure it, there can be like we have started to say okay I need to lose. 50 pounds. Well, we're not going to lose 50 pounds right off the bat. So let's set small goals for along the way too. smaller measurements that we can achieve in a bit, which leads us right into our next topic, Laura, which is things that we can
1: actually achieve. Yeah. So we need to be realistic with ourselves. Um, It is okay to set long-term goals. Um, So you can have a goal like that you know is gonna it's gonna take you a long time to hit that goal so it is okay if that is your end goal um what we don't want to do is set a goal that is unrealistic for us so um and you this is a little bit more of like a complicated like you might be thinking like well how do i know if it's unrealistic um think about your body your lifestyle your lifestyle is going to play a key role in this one so um, sometimes when I meet with people, they're, they they want to be like, well, I want to be like super lean. I want to have a six pack, and then I'm like, okay, well, does your lifestyle tend- lend to you being able to have a six pack? Like, how much do you enjoy your food? How much do you enjoy your drinks? Like, it, are you going to be able to hit that goal, sustain it, and feel good about it, and fit that into your lifestyle? Um, so yeah, like, it would be cool to have a six pack that's not going to fit my lifestyle. So I already know, like, yeah, maybe one day that I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, I'm not old, but like, I think my six pack days might be behind me, which is fine because I don't really care. Not. I don't really care about having a six pack, to be honest. I would rather be strong anyway, <laughs> but.
0: is in my refrigerator.
1: Exactly. That's see. Look at that we're so yeah, different looks, different takes on the six pack. Um, another one that might be unrealistic for you is to compare yourself to somebody else. Actually, one of my clients literally yesterday, she texted me a video of a girl deadlifting. And she said, do you think I could look like this? And I texted her back and I was like, um, so no, because you are you and she is her. No matter if you eat the same exact things, if you follow the same exact nutrition plan she's on, you follow the same exact workouts you do, you get the same amount of sleep, you do the same job, whatever. You still have genetic differences between you and this person. So I said you can get your version of that, and it's going to be pretty close. Um, it's going to be pretty similar. You're, you can get, like, the same amount of muscle definition as her, um, but are you going to have her same exact body type? No. Um, Just because you're you and they are them. So when you're setting your goals, um, don't set a goal that is somebody else's body type. Because you don't know. I mean, yeah, with influencers, we like to think that they share all of their information. You don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. So make sure you are realistic when you are setting your goals. Um, This next one that Dave's about to go over kind of goes hand in hand with that a little bit. Um, but he's going to touch more on the relevancy of our goals or real, are we going relevant or realistic? Relevant. Okay. Relevant.
0: Um, and, and, and you're right. You know, I, it's funny you say it, we, we always come back to that six pack thing because I, because I don't think some people know just how hard that is to get. And, and secondly, to expound on what you just said, you're not too old because I actually did have one about a week ago. True. Um, so, and then I'm, what, well, I'm 44, to so you're 30, so let's, yeah. call, let's remember that. Um, but no, relevant, <laughs> l- let's, <laughs> l- relevant, because a lot of times we set goals, and we start to intermix our goals, because we'll set professional goals, we'll set our fitness goals, we'll set uh, personal goals, and next thing you know, and it's easy, especially when it comes to fitness, I think, because a lot of the habits that we, we've talked about this before, a lot about the habits that we pick up sort of bleed over into those other areas of our life. And that's a positive thing. But at the same time, we have to keep our fitness goals, our fitness goals. I've had people come to me before and say, I want to lose weight or I want to get in shape because I think that it will get me ahead in my career because people will look at me a different way. First of all, that's that's a confidence issue. Not not necessarily true because one thing I learned in my years in the car business, is it, when it comes to business, there's only one thing that matters and that's money. Secondly, if it, it, when you start thinking about your job, about your other things, your fit uh, while you're you're working on your fitness. First of all, once you you get sort of to that point and you start getting that promotion, now your fitness is going to fall fall away. Second part of this is. I don't like that distraction when you're you're on your fitness because to me, when you're coming to me and saying, I'm going to do this so I can be better than my job, automatically, you are going to prioritize your job over your fitness. And we've said this before, we're not here to be supermodels, we're not here to be athletes, we're not here to be bodybuilders, we're here to improve our health, and above all else, our health and fitness needs to be a priority, aside from our children. That needs to be a priority in our life and that's 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 sort of my soapbox for today
1: like <laughs> <Mic> drop <laughs> right <laughs> Yes um, 100%. I think a lot of times um, so I think the I think our culture is kind of moving um, like I think a couple years ago we were a little more like hustle and grind and stuff like that and now I think a lot more people are starting to kind of have like you heard the term like quiet quitting?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, uh, quiet quitting and rage quitting. Um, either, I, either. I heard, <laughs> right. I, 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 I've heard that more. And it's funny that you say that because I, I almost feel like life goes in cycles. Because back when I was a kid, I remember watching and, and, and really in, in movies and in TV. If you watch um, movies from like the late 80s and the early 90s, especially in the late 80s, you would see uh, everybody was all about business and and. and growth and there's a lot of the the the, the grind and and, and I, honestly i feel like we, we talked about this before not to go off on a tangent but we talked about this before remember i said lack uh stop glorifying lack of sleep yes that's like the first time Work. i like really started to notice that about and of course i was 10 maybe and or younger and I started to notice adults like would like they they look always look tired to me. I'm like, don't y'all ever sleep? And no, they didn't.
1: Oh, um, because they
0: were working all the time. Yeah. And
1: that, that yeah. Because at the end of the day, you only have one body, and you are replaceable at your job. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you are replaceable. But anyway, back to it. T for smart is <laughs> <laughs> time bound. Uh, so we want to set. Uh, so like going back to the I want to lose weight. Um, I could say that I want to lose weight, and it could take me 20 years to lose that weight. Um, That, I just want to preface, that is perfectly okay. Sometimes when you start a fitness journey, sometimes you start, and then you fall off, and then you start again, and then you fall off, and you learn things along the way. And it may take you years to get to your end goal. But that doesn't mean that you should stop trying. So I threw out 20 years as just as a number, but don't take that like, oh, man, I've been on this for a long time since I was in high school, and I still never did it or whatever, like, that's not a bad thing. Um, But we want to give it time so that we don't end up in a situation where we're just like, there's no urgency. Um, And we don't want to be like super urgent to the point where we're going to be unhealthy, because as always, health is the priority. Um, But we want to have short term goals, and long-term goals. We wanna set a big long-term goal. Um, Again, we wanna have that goal be measurable on the amount of time that we want it to take. And yes, that goal is gonna be far farther down the road and we may lose sight of that goal a little bit. It does happen. Um, So we wanna set long-term goals and short-term goals because the more goals we set along the way, the more motivated it keeps us. um, So that we always don't have to rely on that discipline. And your uh, short-term goals, as if we're using weight loss as the example, they don't need to be like, okay, in two months, I want to lose five pounds. In four months, I want to lose 10 pounds. It can be completely like in two months, I want to be able to go up and down the stairs without feeling so winded. In four months, I want my cholesterol to go down. In six months, I want to lose 30 pounds or whatever it is, depending on where your starting point is. It does not have to be all connected. I think the more, um, and I'm going to touch on this in a little bit, the more non-weight or like non-physical goals that you set for yourself, not only are you going to set yourself up for your success with your goal hitting um, and your body image, but you're also going to acknowledge how how this journey is making you feel. And the more you can acknowledge how you feel along the way, the more consistent you're going to be. Um, So with our time bound, we're going to go into ways, we kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning, um, but Dave's going to get a little bit more in depth on how you can um, acknowledge your journey.
0: So one of the things that you say with the time time bound, and I just want to add something to that real quick, is that it, these, these, all of these specific measurable attainable relevant timeout everything sort of ties in together and when you can put that all together that's when you know you can really start making a di- making a difference in your in whether it's in your fatigue or your overall health or whether it's in uh, your muscle tone or whatever part of your fitness that you want to be but once you get going you need to be able to track it and that's again what I said when be be able to track it the next thing is to do is to actually track it. Because there's a lot of numbers when it comes to fitness when it comes to fitness. There's the, the the weight that we lift, there's the the time that we can run, there's the amount of time that we spend in the gym, there's time under tension, which we haven't even really talked about before. But the more things that we can track now, again, I'm gonna set this set this up by saying make sure you're not tracking to the point of obsession. But have you ever seen people in the gym with a notebook or a pad or Sometimes people playing on their phones, sometimes they are just playing on their phones, I get it, but there are sometimes people keep notes in their, in their um, phone of how much weight they bench press on different days, and then they keep track of how much water, and then they sort of go back and they look, okay, well, I was making sure I was hydrated this day, and my bench press was, you know, let's say 185, and it felt really good, so Today, next week, you know, 155 felt like a struggle, I, I, let me check my water, oh, I wasn't hydrated enough. Yes, there comes a point w- where that crosses from productive into obsessive. And that's the point that we don't want to cross. And I'm going to give you, again, a- an example from my own life. I was, a couple weeks ago, I was very obsessive about my weight. To the point that I was weighing myself like every morning and every night. Now, it was for a short term. It was for a short term, goal. we've talked about this before. But I, as I'm doing it, I'm like, You've got to remember once you're done once this tournament is over, you need to stop this. Like it's not the end of the world. Am I still gonna keep an eye on my weight once or twice a week? Yeah. Not twice a day. Am I still gonna worry about every calorie that I eat? Am I still gonna worry about not eating? No. I'm not gonna track everything. I'm still gonna track the weight that I lift. And and you've gotta you've gotta figure out where that point is for you. Cause that point is different for everybody everybody. I've never been one to carry a notebook and, and write down my weight. I, I do carry a, a, a clipboard, especially now that I have my workout and I check off what I've done today, that I've done and marked my sets off. I know about how much weight I can use do, do for my lifts now. And I know when I feel like I want to push myself. But make sure that you are tracking to get there in the first place. Make sure that you are at least getting started. Track your calories if you need to. Track your macros if you need to. Um, And again, those are things, those are little things I think that that come into play and those will get us to that next level. Once we get to a certain level, you may want to dial that back a bit. Um, Again, like we talked about and we talked about last week specifically in the nutrition, we don't want to develop unhealthy relationship with food or fitness for that matter. Because not all of our victories come on the scale a lot. There's there's a lot of other things that we can achieve.
1: Yeah. What? Um, I think real quick before like tracking, I am an obsessive tracker. I've talked about this a couple times. Some things, so I and Dave and I talked about this before. I know, like obviously I'm a trainer, so like I have a tendency to enjoy, like, honestly, I, like, a fucking love all of this shit. Like, I keep track of everything in my head. Like, I know how many hours of sleep I get. I know how many hours of sleep I do better on. I know how much water I need to drink to make sure that I'm as strong. I know what foods I need to eat to keep pushing my strength. So when you keep track of things, I have this conversation with my clients a lot, too. You will have a time where if you're pushing strength or you're pushing your reps or something, you're like, if you're going 12 reps, your 12th rep may be harder than it was the last time you did 12 reps of that exercise. That weight that you put on for your warmup someday, it might feel heavier than it usually does. When we are tracking stuff like that, it, it makes it a lot easier to be like, Oh my gosh, like this weight feels a lot heavier. Let me go back and look. Okay. So last time I did this weight, I got eight hours of sleep today. I only got six hours of sleep. Mm." That's why it's feeling heavier today instead of the instant, like, because we're human. We have a tendency to go for the negatives, like, oh, my God, I suck. Like, I'm not as strong today. Like, we instantly go to that place. Um, So when you're tracking, it gives you the answer. There is always an answer why some things aren't moving like they do. And when you keep track of things like that, um, you can learn the answer fairly quickly. I have talked about this before. I'm obsessive with my Fitbit. Um, I focus a little bit too much on my daily steps. Um, Yes, I want to hit my steps for my activity and whatever. I used to be really obsessive about all my other things that my Fitbit tracks, but I'm trying to be better. Um, So if you know that you are not like a pen and paper tracker, um, I highly recommend like some kind of smartwatch or something that you can just wear it and then like if you're in the gym and you're like, "Why isn't this weight moving?" Oh, let me check how much sleep I got yesterday and compare it to last week. There are ways that you can track everything without having to track it, um, like on pen and paper. But yes, back to the non-scale victories. I love me. Oh, do you want to say something?
0: Yeah, I was say I the, the smartwatch was one of the greatest inventions for me ever, um, because I, I I hate I I have really shitty handwriting. though, I'm gonna be <laughs> frank. So so there are times where i can't even read my own writing um so the the, the smartwatch is just the greatest invention and really it, it is it can track all of those things that we talked about like we said our our hydration we would track our sleep um so yeah that is the greatest invention ever i think for someone oh, yeah. who doesn't like to look at their own handwriting
1: yes the all the, all the data they have even uh i forget. Oh, man, they have one that's even better than a Fitbit. It's not like an Apple Watch, but there's another one It's like, specifically for Fitbit. I can't remember what it's called, but I've heard the good things about that. No, it's it's like, I've never, it's not like a name brand. It's like an up-and-coming one. I cannot remember what it's called. But anyway, I love me some non-scale victories. I talk about non-scale victories all the time. Um, so non-scale victories, as the name implies, are victories that don't have to do with how much you weigh, Um, I don't know about, I don't, I honestly can't remember how much we've talked about this, but, um, I personally, when I get new clients, I'm like, I don't give a shit about your weight because there are so many things that go into your weight or like your BMI. Like I could, I could care less about your BMI because your BMI is just your eight or your height and your weight. It doesn't take into account your body fat percentage. It doesn't take into account your water weight, your bone density, whatever you could i always think this is like a little bit silly but one of my friends um who used to be a a oh no she's still a trainer never mind one of my friends who's a trainer she always says this like i could chop your arm off and you would lose what like 30 pounds would you want to lose those 30 pounds no because then you want to have an arm so like who cares about how much you weigh you're the only person that I don't know. Okay, maybe that was a little. I maybe mean, that was probably a little much. I was on a roll. I just threw out the first number that came to my mind. Listen, I got big muscles. Okay, I got some thirty pounds right there. <laughs> but see, you don't want to lose thirty pounds. That's not relevant. You're the only one that knows how much you weigh, and we are so obsessed with our weight. Um. I don't give a shit how much you weigh, honestly. All I care about is, like, your confidence, which is why I love non skill victories. So we can focus the main uh, thing. It's a little I, – I don't want to necessarily say it's, like, taboo, but one of the main tellers of, like, if you are doing a good job is your libido. So, like, your sex drive will tell you pretty much everything you need to know about your progress. Um, if you – it is not normal – to have low or no libido. So if you are experiencing that, you're either not, you're definitely not on the right track, health and fitness wise, whether you're on a health and fitness journey to begin with, um, that will tell you everything you need to know. So if you have no libido, you need to change something. You either need to increase your calories, you need to work out less most of the time, because um, a lot of times people overdo it. Your mood will also tell you. So if you're like, If you feel like you're sluggish a lot, you have a little bit of low energy, like your mood and your energy kind of go hand in hand on that one. Um, Or like you feel like you're always like not in the best, like mental space, um, track that. So when Dave was talking about tracking, you want to track your mood too, because as you go through your workouts, you may find like, okay, on this day, I was not feeling very good mentally. And now like I lifted something heavy and now my mental health is better. So you can kind of pick your training style based on how your mood is. Or maybe you're like, all right, I was feeling good. Then I did a strength focus phase. And then my mood took a downward spike. So now I'm going to focus on hypertrophy training, or I'm going to focus on resistance bands or whatever. So you, when you track that, we can know like what type of training works for your body. Um, If your relationship with food and exercise is getting better. So if you started off with really bad binge eating or restrictive eating um, and you started strength training and now you don't have that type of relationship with food, that's an amazing non-scale victory. Your mobility, your pain, we talked about your medical markers, your strength. Um, Like I talked about, my big thing is confidence. Um, So if you're starting your fitness journey and you have very low confidence, this is like my main goal for all of my clients, whether they want me to focus on their confidence or not, I am focusing on your confidence. Um, I am paying attention to the first day you came in and I know I keep this in my head. I know what you were wearing the first day you came in. I know how much eye contact you made with me. I know how hesitant you were to walk up to the bar and I'm paying attention to the, as we start getting more confident, I see you start wearing the tank tops. I see you like, okay, we're deadlifting. You walked right up there. You got to it. You weren't looking at me like, okay, uh, what? So we, whether you're paying attention to your confidence or not, if I, any of my clients, I have already had this conversation with you, you know I'm paying attention to your confidence because that, like Dave said um, in the beginning, is going to lead more into your job performance than you think losing weight or getting more fit will.
0: Let me tell you what, I don't, I don't mean to, to jump, to, to jump it in here, but one of the things that we to talk about, non-scale victories, I think, that uh, isn't isn't talked about enough is once you get to a certain level of weight, even if your goal is to lose weight. As a matter of fact, I just had this conversation with one of my clients the other day. I have a specific client, and Laura's familiar with him, who's lost about 125 pounds as the last time I weighed him. I am now focused more, more on things that he can do in the gym things that he is able to accomplish that he wasn't before than I am on his weight because his weight loss, I mean, you've lost 125 pounds and he's still got something to go. I'm not going to, not going to say that he doesn't, but tracking those, those other little things that he can do, how much more weight can he lift? How much better his form has gotten? How much better his range of motion has gotten because he, because he has lost weight. And we just, we just did that. He, when I first started, I said, Hey, can you get your elbows further behind your back on a bent over row? And he couldn't because the bar kept hitting him in his stomach. Now he can get and where he's almost fully squeezing his elbows and being able to hold that ne- that negative. He can do pull-ups now.
1: Yes, uh, I saw that. He
0: can do he can do pull-ups. He can do um he was telling me he was out he was out playing, you know, playing ultimate frisbee the other day, which I didn't realize that people played in their adulthood. I thought that was just something we did in college. Um but those small scale victories, the, the the more things that we that that we see that we see, and the more things that we can we can focus on, the happier we're going to be about where we are.
1: Yeah. Uh, I also want to preface. I do. So if I have a client that's coming to me and they want to lose weight, I do care about their weight, like weight loss, because that's their goal. Um, I don't specifically care what the number is, just to clarify. Well, let, me say,
0: <laughs> let me tell you what something about, about weight loss. And, and again, this is another thing, when you when you say your goal is weight loss, if your goal is weight loss, and, and I, I really want to say this, I don't think I've ever said this on this show, and I, it's something that I've actually recently sort of discovered, if your goal is truly weight loss, how much weight I think depends on whether or not your 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 weight is truly weight. Your goal is truly weight loss. Because if you come to me and say I need to lose ten, really any less than twenty pounds, uh, my first question is why do you need to to lose less than twenty pounds? You know, yeah. In 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 my clients' case and in my own personal case. 100 pounds you when you going to lose 100 pounds you need to lose 100 pounds because there's something out of whack somewhere along the line in your life but when yeah. it's 10 pa- when 10 pounds or 10 or 15 or 20 pounds there's no, I, I don't want to say it's easy but it could be easy if you just put your mind to it i find for most people though it's easier to lose 100 than it is to lose 20 because most people who who come to me and say they want to lose 20 pounds or, or less, that's not really their goal.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's why I was hoping you would go with that. It's more body fat or inches, and you can do that without changing your weight. I actually have a picture. I'll have to share it on our Instagram. I have a picture of when I was in college. I was always like – I don't have like a – crazy like fitness success story because I was always like in sports and stuff but when I went to college I got access to unlimited food and soda so that took a downward spiral Um, but I have a picture of when I was 185 pounds and I was in college Um, I'm I don't I don't really weigh myself so I think I'm like roughly 185 190 right now if you looked at me you would never think that I weigh almost 200 pounds because my body composition is completely different um, than when I was 200, almost 200 pounds of body fat percentage. So, yeah, you're 100% hits the nail on the head. If it's anywhere like 20 to whatever, anything less than that, you don't actually want to lose numbers. Mm-hmm. You just want to look slightly mm-hmm. or different, not slightly different. You want to look, look
0: different or you want to feel different is one of, is yeah. one of the two things. And I'll yes. say, say this, and we've done this before because a lot of times Bar and I will take success pictures of our clients and we'll put have them hold a weight or a kettlebell or something representative of the amount of weight I've lost. And I always think about this. If I gave you a five pound weight and I put it in a backpack or, or, or tied it to your back in some way and you had to walk around all day with that five pound, ten pound, even a twenty pound weight, it might get a little hard, but at the end of the day you could probably power through it. If I put a 30 pound or a 50 pound weight when you're back until you walk around all day that now now we're doing something now you're going to be like oh my god and I, I that's a lot so yeah. yeah. You yeah losing
1: weight and losing fat are definitely different things and a lot a lot of people don't know that because you just we're always fed like oh you have to lose weight like you go to your doctor and all they care about is your weight unless you're going for like a specialist or whatever but your doctor cares a lot about your weight and your bmi and it gets me a little heated which is why i went on a tangent i got a little man i threw a little f-bomb in there because i just do not like the focus on the number on the scale it doesn't it doesn't matter I you,
0: you're i ever told you my B, my story about bmi when i was in high
1: school i don't think so so um
0: when i was in high school and I've said this before, uh, I was very athletic. I played lacrosse. Um, and if you're not familiar with lacrosse in Maryland, uh, it's a lot like, uh, football in Texas. Um, it, it, it's kind of a, a big thing. Yeah. And there was a guy that I played with and I was, I was above average. Um, I wasn't fantastic, but there was a guy I played with. Um, I also played hockey with him. Um, who was very good. And he got recruited by John Hopkins, which is a lacrosse powerhouse, uh, it, for those of you who are not familiar with the sport. Um, he got recruited by them. Well, he had to go take a physical. And it was a Saturday morning practice, and he comes into practice a little bit late, and he, we're, we're in the locker room after practice, you was talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, how to go? And he's like, oh, yeah, they told me I was overweight. Well, here's a dude that plays high school lacrosse, who's getting recruited by John Hopkins to play lacrosse. and also plays ice hockey the dude was in shape like what part of you is overweight but the doctor told me he was overweight and i forget i can't remember the exact um, number and and i've actually recently looked up my bmi based on my height i should be about 10 pounds 10 pounds i'm sorry five pounds less than the weight that i had to dehydrate myself to make
1: yeah it's like disgusting how low Mm -hmm. they want you to be it tells me i'm obese like, cool, thanks. Let's just tell um, <laughs> everybody that they're overweight. That'll definitely get them to lose weight and not send them right? into a downward spiral. Cool. Like, right. good job. I, I <laughs> and we
0: wonder why eating disorders are on the, on the decline. Right. But that, that sort of goes back to what we were talking about before, about being proud of your victories, being proud of, of the things that we do. And I think one of the things that has come recently is sort of almost almost I want to call it fitness shaming you know we we should be proud of ourselves because first of all let me tell you what as someone who who does have a, a, a relatively we have a fitness success story it is freaking hard and it is something that you should be proud of once you've done it and once you can maintain it that is something no one can ever take away from you and you should be able to shout that shit from 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 the rafters, from whatever platform that you choose.
1: Hell yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Even, uh, like, no matter what, I think that, okay, so sometimes, like, there's, like, this culture right now, and sometimes it comes up on, like, Instagram reels and stuff. It's, like, these, like, audios that are supposed to be, like, motivating, and it'll be, like, some, it's the same guy every time. I don't know who it is, but it'll be, like, work in silence and never let anybody know you're, next move or like some dumb shit like that no you i am a hard disbeliever of the work in silence movement no 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 you need to be your number one if you're not going to hype yourself up nobody else is going to hype yourself up like you may have supportive friends and family and they be like yes i see you putting in the work like you're making some changes But you are there. You're the only one that's there every single day, every single workout, every single time you put food into your mouth. You are the only one that's there. So you need to hype yourself up. At the end of the day, you need to sit back and be like, damn, I killed that. I am doing such a good job. And it might feel silly, um, but the way that you talk to yourself, um, whether you're doing it intentionally or not, it translates into your behaviors. So the, the more positively you speak to yourself, the more your confidence is going to improve, the better mood you're going to have. Your mental health is going to be better. So don't be afraid um, to post on social media. Don't be afraid to hype yourself up, whether you are doing that publicly or on your own. Don't wait for anybody else to tell you that you're doing a good job. You never know who is watching you. Um, you think it's silly to post like a gym selfie because you don't want people to judge you or you don't want people to make fun of you or whatever, who cares? Honestly, live that says more about them than it does about you. If you genuinely think that people are out there judging you, we you may need to have a conversation about who you are letting follow you on social media or who you are following on social media, and that's a whole nother thing I could get hated about again. Um, But post your selfies because not only does it keep you accountable, but you may be motivating somebody else. So, like, if you're in there every single day posting your selfie to your story, so you may not have this as, like, a conscious thought, but you may start to think, like, oh, my gosh, I have to make it to the gym because, like, XYZ that follows me on Instagram, they're going to see that I didn't go today. And they're going to, like, think I'm, like, slacking off. Is that the best motivator for why you should go to the gym? No, because you should do it for yourself and not because anybody else wants you to. Um, But if you need, like, if you're in this process of making excuses and your social media post is the thing that's going to get you to go, at the end of the day, all I really care about is that you went and you got your workout in. Um, So, And it's going to build your confidence because that first time you post a picture I still remember my first like gym selfie I was afraid I wasn't a trainer then I I did I was like pretty into lifting at that point but that's not what my Instagram was about so I couldn't post a gym selfie I still remember and this is like no in no means like bragging or anything like you should never like compare yourself to anybody else it's absolutely not me because I'm not a I Oh, I never want anybody to compare themselves to anybody. So please don't do it with me because I'll be very sad. Um, but I still remember how many people were like, Oh my God, girl, like I saw you like in your selfie or whatever, like you're killing it. That's going to build your confidence. So not only is it going to keep you accountable, but people commenting and like sending their little fire reactions to your stories, you're going to be like, damn, you know what? I am doing good. And you're going to keep that positive self talk and that is what's going to keep you pushing through your journey as we go along also.
0: Absolutely. No one should, I, I'm going to say this, no one should believe in you as much as you. You yes. are your own biggest cheerleader because at the end of the day, all of these goals, no matter how, what they are, how much we track them, how specific or how uh, re- attainable, they are your goals. And yes, yep. there are, there are goals that are unrealistic. Like if I, if I decided that I suddenly at 44 years old wanted to play in the NBA, that would be, that's an unrealistic goal. Okay. But beyond something crazy like that, there is no really no such thing as an unrealistic goal unless we're trying to do something crazy in a very short amount of time. Yes. Your goals are your goals, Your why's are your wise. The thing is, and I think if we could put one Theme in the disc is that is that whatever that why is 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 you need to believe in it and you need to believe in you. Like I said, like I said before, nobody should believe in you as much as you. We need to celebrate ourselves along the way. There are small victories. The fir- like Laura said, your first gym selfie, the first time you posted the gym selfie, and Laura, you're old enough to 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 pretty much have by the time he would have really gotten serious in the gym, the gym selfies were already a thing. Jim gym, gym, gym selfies, again, guys, gym selfies didn't become a thing until I was well into my 30s. Yeah. By the time that social media, I was 30, 32 by the time I had my first social media account. um. So some people are afraid to do that. So when you, when you, post your first gym selfie when you remember it you that is a milestone when you add a plate to the to the to your lift, that is a milestone when you lose weight when you're drop at a five pound when you can shave a minute off of your mile or i'm sorry not a minute yeah a minute off of your five k time that is a milestone yes when you when you do some sort of uh crazy uh High intensity cardio, and at the end of it, you're something like I'm not as I don't feel like I'm going to puke. That is a milestone. That is what we're talking about about the non-scale measurable victories.
1: Yeah. Oh, one thing I just thought of this real quick. Um, if you are hesitant to post a selfie on social media, tag me, tag Dave, tag our She Lifts Instagram, and we will be in the comments hyping you up. So there's three people that you have automatically three likes, even though the instagram is just us but we'll pretend it's another person um you'll have three <laughs> likes i'm gonna comment the shit out of that from both of our instagrams so if you're afraid to post something please tag all three of us and we will make sure to hype you up so that like you don't have to feel like it's not a safe space we promise we and i'm speaking for dave so uh, i'm sure dave is down with this but just in case he's not here sure, he, yeah he right now is, um, but we will hype you up and make your gym selfie a safe space for you. I just want to throw that out there because that's super important that, too.
0: That's awesome. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you thought of that. But the point, the, my point is this: celebrate yourself, celebrate the small victories, celebrate everything about this journey. Because at the end of the day, there are plenty of people who who aren't taking this journey, and they're sitting there and saying, "Oh, I need to lose weight." As They reach for their second bag of potato chips. There are plenty of people to saying I want to get healthy and instead of going to the gym, they're going to the to the doctor and they're going to the pharmacy to get whatever blood pressure medicine or diabetes medicine. There are plenty of people out there and guys not that there's anything wrong with that because I'm not trying to shame anybody into coming to the gym or trying to get fit. But what I am saying is is there are plenty of people that don't want to put the work in and don't want to put the effort in that you're putting in. If you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're listening to Coach Dave and Coach Laura talk about goals and nutrition and and our fitness journeys, I can guarantee that you're here because you want advice, you want direction, and you want something to work towards. So guess what? This is your roadmap. We are your fitness GPS. And we are going to get you where you want to go.
1: Yes. Step one. Even if you haven't taken a step into the gym, this is step one. So you already took your first step. So easy. On to the next.
0: So that's about all the time we have for this week. So uh, next week, join us next week. We are going to have ourselves a little happy hour. That's right. We are talking about our hydration, about our water intake, uh, some things to do about liquid calories, things to help us uh, feel better uh, in the gym. Um, Hydration is one of those things, by the way, that we we talked about earlier, tracking that can really throw off one of your lifts, Um, especially in your big lifts, in in your squats, your deadlifts, your bench presses. That is one of those things that I, I think that really, Um, should be tracked probably probably almost as much as your nutrition. So we're going to talk about that next week. So until next week, I am Coach Dave. Check me out at Rockstar Fitness on Facebook, Dwebster023 on Instagram. Check us out at the He Lifts, She Lifts podcast on Instagram.
1: And I'm Laura. You can follow me at Laura Ash underscore CPT on TikTok and Instagram. And Laura Ash Personal Trainer on Facebook. Don't forget, you can do hard things.
0: Until next week. (laughs) you <laughs>